Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. One day trades. Three cents a share. That's $3. You cheap And one plays scratch-offs. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. If they still work here, you can bet they're in the bend. Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Four straight weeks we get on here. 10 o'clock Monday. Talk about a victory Monday. And for, I don't know, 59 minutes. Yesterday looked like it's going to be five straight weeks. Then it became a sucky Monday, as Robin Belair said. Ravens lose 33-31 to the Cleveland Browns. Second loss at home. Second loss to a divisional foe. Here to talk about that. Vinny and Haiti, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He's our friend and yours. He's Cordell Woodland. Cordell, good morning. What's going on? What's up, guys? Hey, look, Cordell, we were just talking about it. I know it's the most recent loss and the first one in over a month, but this one seems to be the most galling. Pittsburgh, the drop passes. Indy, the Matt Gaze kicking field goals left and right like he's Justin Tucker. But yesterday just seems to burn a little bit. The most frustrating part of the loss for you watching it unfold was what? Uh, I would have to say the fact that the offense kind of just went absolutely stagnant for a while. And then on top of uh, them going stagnant, the turnovers started to show up. And these were back-breaking turnovers. These weren't some of the fumbles we've seen Lamar have with, you know, having the problem at the mesh point with Justice Hill or uh, and the, uh, little small ones like that. These were back-breaking turnovers. I mean, the, the pick six, you got the deep ball to Bateman. All of those were, I thought, were huge momentum swings. And even though it ended up getting called back, I just thought that interception in the end zone was just was just terrible. Um, the, the offense just really went dry. Um, defensively, I mean, yeah, it was disappointing to see them have their worst tackling game of the season. It was disappointing to see them allow Deshaun Watson to go 14 for 14 in the second half with a passing touchdown. Um, just a lot of uncharacteristic things happening on the defensive side of the ball. And one of the biggest things, Cordell, what I kept saying is, is how in the hell are those guys so wide open? You know, I mean, there was like yeah. five over the middle that were just, there was nobody in the air. And the second and what, 19, you know, when they get 17 yards? Come on, Rocky Sin. Yeah, uh, the the over the middle stuff. I mean, Harves was asked about that after the game, and he he said it was a couple of miscommunication, uh, guess blown coverages on the split safeties back there, and that would explain it. Because man, I mean, Amari Cooper had a deep one over the middle. Um, it just seemed like David and Joku, some of the catch and runs that he had mm-hmm. were back breaking as well. And the Rockiesen defensive pass, that that pass interference isn't being talked about enough. I thought that was. Such an egregious penalty. And I thought the refs sucked, to be totally honest. You know, that, that, that too. I mean, but you can't, 
you can't put that you can't put the game in the ref's hands like that. I mean, you do it right in front of the ref on albeit an uncatchable ball. You never know how these refs are going to go about it. You don't know what's going to get them to pull the flag out and what's not. So, I, I mean, the, the the play is over. The ball is going out of bounds. I, I just I just thought that was just pointless, and it just adds to the momentum. The Kyle Van Noy one was another bad one too. Look, you, you got you got popped. I mean, they caught you. They they caught you. I can understand them being upset, but everybody gets gets caught on those sometimes. You just can't have those types of penalties after the play um, that that hurts your defense. You know what, Cordell? I you know like they're I don't know like they didn't play defensively like the week before against Seattle. They're pressures, their stunts, their blitzes. I mean, the guys that were blitzing from outside, you know, the timing was perfect. Yesterday, they looked yeah. off on everything, you know, because they didn't have any free runners like they had against Seattle. Well, I thought they had some success on the outside blitzes and more so in the first half. Obviously, the Kyle Hamilton pick six mm-hmm. was off of that. Um, they had a couple that Marlon, maybe the play uh, that, uh, not the play that he got hurt on, but uh, his first good play of the game, Marlon came off a of the run as well. And, yeah, on the run play, mm-hmm. blew that up in the backfield. So they had a little success with it early. But, yeah, I mean, their their stunt game and their bl- delayed blitzes and stuff has been unstoppable to this point. And especially with all the injuries that Cleveland had on their offensive line, you thought that they'd have more success with that. I mean, at one point in the game, I'm just like, it feels like Watson has all day mm-hmm. to throw back there. And not just in the past game. I mean, they were gashing them in the run game all game, all game. Jerome Ford was on schedule all game. Yep. Watson, his, his scrambles, I said in the pregame that if you get Watson's legs, then you're probably that's probably a good thing for you with the Ravens. But it was the combination of both in the second half, his arm waking up, and him also popping off some some big runs, especially that one he had late where he breaks through the two tackles. Those, those were just back-breaking. And like I said, Ford was able to get whatever he wanted pretty much all day. Yeah, I mean, in the second half, Cordell, they were 5 of 7 on third down. And this is a team yeah. that, that, you know, was one of the worst in the league on third down. And it was all, and it, like you said, it was all Watson. And Oway has a chance to make the tackle for three yards. And he lets yeah. him go, and that was the end of the game. Yeah, but also Oway has the strip sack that they don't yep, recover. Yep. You know, it's 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 a lot of give and take. It, it was just and, and Brandon Stevens said this after the game, and he's right. They didn't make the plays. The nope. defense didn't make the plays in the game. It was almost as if they were waiting for Cleveland to kind of implode, and they never went away. I mean, going into the halftime, first of all, Cleveland is only down eight, as really with nothing to show offensively in the first half. You got watching limping into the locker room before the first half even ends. I mean, I think that they came out in the second half and were obviously dry. They they were flatlining. They were flatlining on both sides of the ball. I mean, offensively, they did get that touchdown to start the second half. But after that, I think they expected Cleveland to just go away once they scored to start the second half, and, and they just didn't. Now, Cordell, what about Humphrey, Stanley, Zeitler, anybody else that got hurt in that game? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Harv didn't have any uh, update on those guys after the game. I mean, to finish, I think, and I think the offensive line injury issue started to show as the game went on. I mean, you've got three backup linemen out there against that front. It, it's probably going to be a yeah, bad. But they day, were playing two uh, D. They, they were playing two offensive tackles against our front. 
Right. Hey, I hear you. Uh, You just started to see Miles Garrett, who really you didn't hear from at all through the first maybe three quarters to the first half of the game. All of a sudden, when it came down to winning time, that's when 95 starts showing Mm. up. Mariano Uh, Rivera showed up, closed the game out. (laughs) I mean, look, man, I don't don't know what happens with those guys, especially with the game being on Thursday, such a short turnaround. Um, you hoped it to get some of these guys back, but uh, I, I really don't know. I really don't have a pulse on what to expect from any of them. But if any of those guys can't play, that'll be monumental for sure. Cordell Woodlands, video at Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Cordell, I'm stating the obvious here, but with Cincinnati losing at home yesterday to Houston, same with the Ravens against Cleveland. The importance of this game, which was already important, I guess is now ratcheted up about 5,000% coming up uh, yeah, I a mean, couple of days. I, I, I think coming into this week, if they said that they walked out of this week with a split, they'd be happy. Now, obviously, if you know they'd like to probably be healthier coming out of these two games uh, than they are coming out of the first game, they'd like to be healthier. Healthier, but um, I, I would say if they if they can get this game against Cincinnati, that's a win for them. Two division games in a week, man. That that's tough for anybody, uh, but they have to win this game Thursday at this point. Cordell Woodland, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy John Harbaugh later today. Appreciate it, guys. You got it, Cordell Woodland, everybody. Shaking it up, sports here on 105.7 The Fan. When we return, we'll get to your phone calls. We got the uh, whip around coming up. Interesting things happening over the weekend in the world of sports. Got Vinny's Keys. Got a fun house trip. Got news from the Nets coming up at 12. We're going to count some money, hopefully, by yourself time. We got a lot to get to. Not a victory Monday for the first time in four weeks. It's a sucky Monday because the Ravens blew multiple leads against Cleveland. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Vinny and Hades with 
brought to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Dane Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Sucky Monday because the Ravens lost 33-31. We'll get back to your phone calls here in a minute or so. So hang tight, but it is time for the whip around. Bob Haney, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw. Speaking of sucking, Kevin Willard's Terps down in Asheville, the championship. Well, for two days, they sucked. 7.8 second difference. Kicked out to the corner. A three for Davidson is good. One of the biggest shots Bobby Durkin will ever hit. The freshman. Well, let's give him some time. He might hit 50 bazillion good shots. He's only a freshman three games into his career. But I hear you, Maryland Radio Network, 64-61. Final score, Davidson upsets. Maryland Terps were 10.5-point favorites in that game. But they lose yesterday as well to UAB. And UAB, in all fairness, they had lost two, but by combined three points. So they had uh, had a couple of tough L's. But still, Terps up 11 in the first half yesterday. Then UAB goes on a 13-0 run. Maryland did scrape away, but they wound up losing, obviously, over the two days down in Asheville. Now, turnovers have been a problem for Maryland even in the preseason games, and we saw it in the opener against the Mount. But shooting threes is a problem here. 11 for 46 in the two games down in North Carolina. They shot less than 40% from the field in both games. So, Villanova looms Friday. We'll talk about that as the week progresses. But a disappointing tournament. I thought Maryland was going to win. Yeah. They don't even get a trophy. They didn't even get an attaboy. They got nothing. But it was all said and done. Maryland football, they beat Nebraska 13-10. It was an ugly game. Big time. Eight turnovers combined. Nebraska five themselves. But Maryland gets the win as Hose kicks the field goal at the end. 13-10 with the win. Maryland becomes bowl eligible for the third consecutive season they will host michigan at noon on saturday wolverines did some damage against penn state we'll talk about that later in the show during the picks michigan right now Vinny, 21 point favorites and the only harbaugh on the sidelines is gonna be john harbaugh against uh, uh, maryland jay the son oh well right but jim won't be Jim's always, and they're off this week, too, because they play Thursday night, but normally Jim would be on the sidelines. With, well, maybe uh, maybe um, so Jim, Jim will be at John's house watching the uh, game. John and Jay will be on the sidelines at CQ Stadium. Jim Harbaugh will not because he got, he got super terrific suspended by the Big Ten based on this crazy thing going on with their sign stealing, etc., Etc. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan, local college hoops men. Towson, 66-62 over Robert Morris. Morgan beats Penn State, Wilkes-Barre, 78-60. It was Rutgers back in the Big Ten, 66-57 over Bryant in Indiana over Army, 72-64. Maryland women, again, well, they got, they got beat. I can't say anything about lingerie anymore because I don't want to get in trouble here, even though I'm just trying to, you know, use my regular verbiage. But uh, the Maryland women lost to uh, South Carolina by a lot of points. Yes, they did. Yes, they yeah, did. One team have over 100, one had in the 70s. All right. But Brenda Freeze, there's always a lot of roster turnover, so she's trying to, uh, you know, get that uh, little team chemistry going on. NBA last night, Brooklyn 102-94 over the Wizards. Hey, that Calabale. At 20 points last night and a bunch of other stat-filling things. But Wizards lose again. They're 2-7. Mikel Bridges, Villanova, 
27 points for the Nets. Wizards play Toronto tonight. It was the Knicks, 129-107 over Charlotte. Emmanuel quickly, 17-5-9 there. Baltimore kid, of course. Memphis, 105-101 over the Clippers. How's that uh, James Harden trade working out for yeah. you? L.A., they've lost five in a row. Santiago Dama out of Loyola of Maryland. Nine points, three boards to assist. Desmond Bain. 27 in that one. Yeah, Clippers have lost four straight with Harden, five in a row overall. The team he left, Philadelphia, 137-126 over Indiana. Jalen Smith, Baltimore, Mount St. Joe, Terps, Sticks, 11.6 boards there. How about Tyrese Maxey dropping 50 for the Sixers with seven boards and five assists. Kelly Oubre got, uh, Oubre got hit by a car. Over the weekend, former Wizard having a great start to his Sixers career. He's going to be out for an extended period of time. And Maxi dedicated that performance to his fallen teammate. It was Miami 118-113 over San Antonio. Haywood Highsmith, Curly, four boards and an assist there. Duncan Robinson dusting the muff balls off of him. He had 26 in the win for Miami. And it was Oklahoma City 111-99 over Phoenix. Aaron Wiggins, Terps 2-2-1. Two, two, your boy, SGA, Shea Gildas Alexander at 35. He is a stud and playing like one this day in sports history. 1977 at Rich Stadium at Buffalo. Lionel Mitchell rushed for two touchdowns. Rosie Leaks also. Burt Jones ran one in. Sack Pack got to Joe Ferguson 10 times as the Colts blow at the Bills 31 13 and proved to 8 1 on the year. In 1992 in Vegas, Riddick Bowe. Beat Evander Holyfield, unanimous decision, 12 rounds to win the undisputed heavyweight championship and one of the most underrated and not really forgotten if you're a boxing fan. But do yourself a favor if you like the pugilism, go YouTube this thing. It was a great, great fight 31 years ago. We have time to get to a call, Nolan McGraw. We got time for one. If you're on the phones, we'll get you when we come back. But right now, let's go to Northeast. It's Vinny. Vinny, thanks for holding. What is up? What's going on, fellas? What's How you up? doing, Vinny? Hey, man, bear with me a little bit. I got a comment about the offense. But, man, I seen a tone that was set. I seen electricity that was in a team, and I seen the team trying to hold on. The tone, the number 19, the wide receiver, should have been probably a penalty, but he set the tone when he hit Van Noy. And then from there, it's like they, they just wanted it more. And it seemed like the Ravens was just trying to hold on, man. Yep. And then you had Deshaun Watson. He got rolled up ankle twice, the same ankle, just warrior his way back. I got to give him his props. He warrior his way back, and it's like it fed the team. And then Newsom with the pick six, man, it's it's like one team was just trying to hold on, and the other team was like, nah. And I knew when we went up 14, I was looking at my friend. I said, I, that 14 points ain't going to be enough because yeah. I just see electricity in one team, and, and they, they want it. They want it more than the Ravens. But let me make a comment about the um, offense. Keaton Mitchell, I love the love for him. You got to catch that touchdown in the end zone. Got to yep. catch that touchdown. Yep. You got to catch that touchdown. And another thing is, I don't know what it is about our offense, but it's something that works, and we don't call it twice or three times to go back to it. The slant where Aguilar cleared out and Odell, obviously at this point in his career, that's maybe one of his best plays because he could take it to the house on the slant. Did it. I think it was 30 or 40 yards 40. Um, to the 40 house. versus man to coverage. The and I'm looking, where's that at? Where's that at? Why we didn't go back to that? I mean, I, I, at one point, it's like we don't know how to see a weapon when it's working. And that's the problem with the offense. When it's working, we don't know how to feed a weapon. That goes to Keith Mitchell. That may even go to Zay Flowers 
or Odell Beckham. It's like we get a weapon and it's working and we don't never go back to it and just feed him, feed him. I, I have yet to see a receiver catch over 100 yards on this team. You know what I'm saying? Just feed them in, in my Zeke Elliott voice. Just keep feeding them. If it's working, <laughs> keep going back to it. I, it, it offensively, it's just like we don't, we don't do it. That's just my tip. All right. Mm-hmm. Vinny run a little bit hot. That was Odell's only catch of the game. Yeah, it was, only, it was the only target, wasn't it? He had two. I don't remember the other one. Just, you know, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, nobody was that involved, you know, a bunch. Yeah, Flowers caught five of six. Andrews, two of four. Beckham had the two. Keaton Mitchell had the one. We had two targets. Bateman had four targets, but still, you know, that breakout game we keep waiting for. Calendar keeps ticking away and don't see it yet. Yeah. Flowers would have, you know, if Lamar hits him on the deep ball, yep. then he probably goes over 100, and, you know. It's Vinny at Haney, 105.7 The Fan. If you're on the phones, you're next. We got Vinny's keys coming up as well. The Ravens lost. Usually that means the keys that he brings on Friday, they didn't hit them. No. Or at least a lot of them. We'll get into that. And more Funhouse, Nolan McGraw. Got news from the Nest at noon. And we're going to count that cake. Let's buy or sell. Because if you bet on the Ravens, you probably lost yesterday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Vinny and Haney's keys to the game. We're doing a hell of a job. We're resilient, we're moving on, and we're playing our ass off. It's an NFL football game right here. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Sucky Monday because the Ravens blow multiple leads against Cleveland. Terps, they get swept in Asheville. Well, that wasn't great either. But every Friday when the Ravens play, Vinny does keys to victory. And he throws out a few if the Ravens hit their keys, or at least most of them. Usually victory is part of the equation. Well, they're coming off a loss. Disappointing and frustrating as it was, a loss nonetheless. Let's see how they did in the keys. The number one, I had pressure Watson early in the game. I mean, he was 6 of 20 for 79 yards at the half, but he was 14 for 14 in the second half. You know, number two was take advantage of both their offensive tackles in the pass. Mm. Yeah. Stay out of third and long. Mm. They're number one. You know, the Ravens, they were 0 for 4 at the half. And it scored 17 points. Handle Garrett. Mm. Lamar be the best quarterback on the field. Mm. Make them one-dimensional, 80, under 80 yards rushing. Mm. Win teams. Mm. Win the game. <laughs> wow. That was a pretty much keyless 
Sunday for the Ravens. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, they the 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 biggest thing was when Lamar turns the ball over, they tend to lose. And you know, because you figure instead of them turning the ball over, they usually, you know, at least get three points or something. You know, I mean, the one he threw down there to Odell or Lamar, uh, Bateman, I mean, really, I, I mean, I, that that's one of the worst throws. I Other than the interception that got called back in the end zone, Bob, mm-hmm. that was like the Maryland-Nebraska game. Oh, everybody was getting interceptions. It was like they're trying to set a contest uh, winner for interceptions. When in the, the Nebraska game. guy, there was nobody in the end zone, and he threw it right to a Terp guy, and that's what Lamar did. He threw it right to to their guy. Thank God there was holding in the end zone. But Lamar was off his game. I thought. I, I thought. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't think Lamar played very well in the runs, in the run reads, or a lot of the pass reads. All right, let's get out to the phones. People want to vent as the Ravens lose a golden opportunity to maybe finish off the Browns, at least in the AFC North title conversation. Instead, they're only a half game in first place with Cincinnati coming up on Thursday night. The Bengals, by the way, they lose at home yesterday to C.J. Stroud in Houston, who are quietly 5-5, five and five, by the way. Let's go to Ellicott City. It's Kevin. Kevin, thanks for holding. Welcome to the fan here on this Monday, a, dis- a disappointing and depressing Monday at that. Oh, I ain't depressed, Bob and Vinny. Okay. I'm disappointed for sure. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, because uh, Vinny had me feeling real good about my prediction the other day when he said, you know, the turnovers would help get that roughly 38-12 to 12 score. I figured uh, when they had six, they might get a tutty on us and make it 13, and that'd be the end of their day. Mm-hmm. Didn't pan out, but... um. Bob, I think on your end, you, you'll. I hope you'll appreciate this. I think Cleveland kind of did like Rocky versus the Russian, right? Like in <laughs> boxing, if you know, look, if you're fighting, our defense is so aggressive and consumes so much space on the football field. They got up underneath us, Bob, and whacked us right up under the chin, my man. No, the like one where they moved. Fighter, right? They they moved that pile on that uh, oh. eventual game-winning drive. That was like, whoa, where where that is this? That was knockout go- punch. And they were, and you saw the Browns' offensive linemen celebrating, yeah. and the Ravens looked like, yeah, they got their bell rung on that one for sure. They bopped us right up on the chin, man, like a like a heavyweight bout because that was heavyweights out there on both ends. And, you know, I just really feel like that's what, you know, kind of got us, of course. And uh, all good. Maryland Terps ain't nobody afraid of them, apparently, in any sports other than maybe girls and boys lacrosse. Yeah, well, just but, duck uh, when that basketball comes flying towards the rim because that thing's going to ricochet off at a high rate of speed. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know y'all got to get to, and I appreciate y'all's time today. All I right, hope you thanks. have a great day, fellas. All right, Kevin, thank you very much. And to keep the boxing analogy rolling here, did the Ravens defensively get exposed for being a glass jaw? Can they respond? You know, everybody loses in boxing unless you're like Rocky Marciano or something or Floyd Mayweather. But everybody loses. Some people get knocked out. And I guess in the fourth quarter yesterday, the Ravens got KO'd. Their defense. Yeah. can Couldn't do, get off the field. Do they get off the canvas, I guess, Thursday mm-hmm. night against the – I'm sure a pissed-off Joe Burrow, too. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. They were on the field a lot, Bob. You know, and 
I don't know if they were not used to that, but they got they got worn down. They got worn down. But Joe Burrow, if you missed it, we'll talk about it during NFL lunch and when we get to the picks. Very short with the media. Was he? After the game yesterday. Big old scratch on his neck, too. Let's go to Hank in Baltimore. Hank, what's happening? Hey, fellas. How, how's everyone today? We're all right, Hank. How you doing? Good. Good, good, and better. Okay, so to me, I'm looking at the common denominators of the Ravens' season period, okay? We're either blowing people out, okay, or we're surviving these frantic comebacks, all right, or we're losing the close games, period, point blank. So I look at early in the game, I'm looking at coaches that seem to be spectators instead of coaching the game. And what I mean by that is this. We're up 17-3, to three, okay, right before halftime. We're up 17-3 right before halftime. And look how we handled that time right before halftime, okay? We got the ball. We're in a position where we can, at the worst-case scenario, get a field goal, okay? But instead of that, we do some reckless play. Uh, we get a turnover. Then they go down, they get the field goal. That's a six-point turnover. Those points are very huge at the end of the game, especially against the divisional team, okay? Now, we go back to the Pittsburgh game. Now, that was the worst display of, of receiving i ever seen. However, the defense was dominating. They were dominating. So, at the end of the game, um, Pittsburgh gets us because the guy runs into the kick return and we get the fumble. Okay, that ball, we, we're up 10 to 8 at that time. That ball should never win in the air at that point. We, we should just run the ball, and we either get a touchdown or we get a field goal. Now Pittsburgh has to score a touchdown at the end to beat us. I don't believe they get that touchdown if we're up uh, more than a, a field goal. The only reason they got that touchdown is because we go out with, go with the all-out blitz trying to you know, push them back as far as possible to be able to kick this field goal, and we get burnt, okay? So I think, like, early in the game, we up 17-3. I think the, the coaches are looking at this the same way the fans are looking at it. We up 17-3. Yeah, we got this. And they didn't keep on uh, with smart decisions, whereas, hey, let's make sure we get as many points as we can and not put them in the position where they can get easy points. So right. What do you guys think about it? All right, Hank, thanks for the call. Will we go back to the Lamar pick near the end of the first half? Kind of change field position a little bit. Well, you know what changed it right before that, Bob, was the blocked field goal. I mean, because Cleveland kicks the field goal, you know, to make it 17-6. Then the Ravens, I mean, Bob, they get it on their 26. They take it to the Cleveland 32, you know, and then get the field goal blocked. And then Cleveland kicks a field goal from there. And then Lamar throws the pick. So, I mean, the last two times they had the ball, end of the half, was kind of uh, what we were going to see in the second half because they turned it over twice. Ravens were up 14-0. They were up 17-3. They were up 24-9. They were up 31-17 in the fourth quarter and lose the game. We'll come back, take your phone calls at 410-583-1057. News from the Nest coming up at noon. And let's count that early week money, little buy-or-sell fun here on The Fan. As Hyder would say, the Bobster and the Vin Man. I like our guys. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. 
some wackage in college football over the weekend, and in particular in the SEC. We'll get into that next hour. News of Ness coming up here in a couple of minutes. Ravens lose to the Browns, blowing yet another fourth-quarter lead. It's Vinny and Haney, Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw. Let's get out to the phones. Let's go to Rosedale. It's Tony. Tony, thanks for holding. What's going on? Hey, well, I must have forecast this because I picked a pick months ago to be off this day, and it's good, great because I can sit back and dissect what happened yesterday. And the last caller talked about common factors with the Raiders this, Ravens this year. I want to mention one that came to my mind very quickly. I know the Ravens, past five or six games, especially the games we played at home, have been averaging giving up 10 to 15 points. Well, for certain safety, not in the lineup. Yesterday, that certain safety is in the lineup, and all of a sudden, there's gaping holes in the middle of the field making Deshaun Watson look like Bernie Kozar throwing the West to slaughter. Now, I don't know if he's fully healthy, but can you guys please tell me what Marcus Williams was doing out there yesterday? Not lifting his right arm. <laughs> well, you, you <laughs> From know what, what I saw. You know what's interesting is is Marcus was starting, Stone wasn't, and then all of a sudden they're having all these problems in the middle of the field. You right. know, so I wonder if there's any. There's got to be some correlation there because they said there was some screw ups where there hadn't been screw ups. You know, so I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to ask Harbs. <laughs> But Harbs will never say anything bad about any of the players, you know. Right. I, I, I just noticed that. And we, we hadn't been seeing that that kind of, you know, stuff from the defense when he was out. Gino was picking off, leading the league in interceptions. And I want to ask you guys, going forward as a fan, which I've been since the Ravens came here, am I out of line if I just take the approach of after what happened in 2019, that's still in fresh in our heads, 14 and 2, blowing everybody out. We know how that ended. And also, what we went through with the Oreos. Am I wrong if I just say going forward, Ravens just get in the playoffs? Forget about home field, winning this and winning that. Just get in the playoffs and see what happened during that three to five week period. All right, Tony, what do you think, Vinny? Just getting there. I mean, they've been to the playoffs, what? Five or six years, and, you know, they're getting to the postseason. They're just not lasting long yeah. when they get there. I would still think that home field advantage is something you'd like to have. Yeah, I would I would think so, Bob. I, I mean, yeah, I would definitely want home field. It's not easy going on the road. And, I mean, if they had won that game, Bob, you're right in the hunt for that first seed, you know, and get that bye, which to me I think in football is important, you know, just because of the – physical contact that you have going on. Yeah, Ravens have been in the playoffs for the last five years, so they're yeah. they're finding ways to get there. But injuries or whatever else, I mean, the debacle, as Tony alluded to in 19, you know, that uh, that's still kind of hard to get over. Anyway, let's go to Stu in Baltimore. Stu, what's happening? Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. How are you? Uh, doing great. Thanks for holding. Good. Uh, so, I mean, I, you kind of felt it shift uh Definitely the second half, you really started to see him get pushed around on both sides of the ball. And then when Stanley went down, I mean, that's when I got nervous because I saw Philaley come in and then Cleveland, I think, was playing a little bit. Yeah. And, um, I mean, their offensive line's banged up, and that's scary because Vinny 
you've seen these guys. I know they're second, third-year players, I guess, at this point. Have they gotten any better since their rookie years coming in? Because I know they're both out of shape. And Cleveland can't bend. But what about Pelaye? Pelaye, to me, is not a left tackle. You know, he's going to have problems with speed. And right tackle-wise, he's going to have problems with speed. But that's what he played in college. You know, I think he's more of a guard, but, you know, if he's got to play right tackle, um, last time they played Cleveland, he played three quarters at right tackle. So, you know, he filled in there. Yeah. You know what? The thing I was telling Bob is, you know, when you, when you look at the end of the half, if the Ravens make that field goal, they go up 20 to six and then Cleveland never gets that field goal that from the block kick, you know? The other thing, I mean, they crushed. I, I watched that. It wasn't, they didn't come up the middle. It came from the left. No, side. it was Cleveland. They, they came right through right Cleveland. Through. Yeah, right through Cleveland. And so that's what makes me so nervous because I don't know the status. I don't know if you guys know. Uh, Harbaugh never tell us, but Moses, too. Is there, how serious is his injury from what we've heard? Well, I, I would think I would think Moses will be back to play right tackle Thursday night, and McCary will play left. And Hendrickson for for since he's out, he's having an MRI on his knee today. He's one of their big pass rush guys. Yes. Only we have time for another call. It's been eight eighty one zero five seven. The fan. We're going to get to another call. Then we're going to get to you. You can have some news, some of the nest fun with us as we lament what happened yesterday at MT Bank Stadium with the Ravens blowing multiple leads against Cleveland. Todd in Baltimore. Todd, thanks for holding. What is up? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, Bobster, yo. If I had a temperature gauge on my forehead, it would be blinking red right now <laughs> because I'm running hot. Oh, let's uh, do it over this game yesterday. You should be. So I, I have a question for both of you. Most importantly, Vinny, my when I watch this game, I see the huddle. I see Lamar in there. I see the play come down. Lamar calls a play. The whole huddle understands what their assignment is. Except for Lamar. He's got his nose in his armband, flipping pages back and forth to figure out, oh, what is this play again? What do I do? Oh, and if 89's not open, what do I do? Tuck and run, scramble, look for number four. What do I do? That's what I feel like when he gets up to the line. I don't see him making adjustments at the line, making looking at the defense and going out and making a change that is like a viable play. Now, Vinny, do you think that he has, and it's a yes or no question, like court of law, do you think that he has the football acumen to be an elite quarterback in the NFL moving forward? I know he's got the athletic ability, but is his football acumen there to be able to you know, make changes and adjust? All right, thanks, Tom. I would say a yes, but not a strong yes. But where are the weaknesses, acumen Well, I think – you know, like Arizona, Bob, when they rushed three, dropped eight, when he saw something probably that he wasn't used to, you know, not was expecting. When they do things that, uh, you know, when the blitz is coming sometimes and he's not prepared for it, didn't see it. Because, like, uh, in the game they ran it where he got it. They ran the blitz from the his right side. He got it knocked down. And then the next one. They ran the same blitz, and he tried to hit um, Andrews, just you know, who just stopped. And then the DB, the guy that was coming, batted the ball down. 
So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that he sees it, you know, like as good as Joe Burrow sees it or somebody, but I think he gets it, but I don't think he is a, you know, professor at it. It's video to Haney, 1057 The Fan. If you're on the phone, you're next. We got news from the nest, so hang tight. You'll have that fun with us by yourself. Let's count that cake, hopefully, at 1215. If you want to get in, you can. Talk about the Ravens losing yesterday to Cleveland. You got a, gig, a big game against Cincinnati coming up Thursday. The Bengals lose at home yesterday to Houston. Maryland men, they got a rough go in Asheville. That's an understatement. Got NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. We'll look back at our picks. Let's just say this. As crappy as Maryland was shooting the basketball in North Carolina, they were Steph Curry compared to me making picks over the weekend in football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.